Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Good day and welcome to Extreme Common Sense with your hosts, Trisden and Ray. We hope to leave some of the social polarization behind and dig into the gray area middle of society and politics. When the far left and the far right hate us, we will have succeeded. Welcome back, folks. Extreme Common Sense. I'm Trisden. I'm Ray. And we're uh, back. This is going to be a fun show today, Ray. We've got my good friend, Derek Hicks, coming on. It's not the best friend. No, this guy has more yet. best friends. I'm, I'm, oh, he I'm, says I'm no. Optimistic for Derek to to, to become reach that a best level friend. of best. Friend. You have a lot of friends, man, and I'm I've known you a long time. I, you don't, don't see it. No, it's fair. My wife doesn't either. My wife, you know, it's like t- how many best friends can you have? Man? No, it's funny. I told my wife the other day. I, said, I told this, told this guy I know uh, about the podcast, and he was listening. He liked the show, and she just thinks, you know, where do you meet people that can a tolerate you, but even tolerate your podcast? Uh, I'm with Laura. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, it com- completely. I, I don't completely disagree with her, but, yeah. but I am appreciative of the fact that, uh, you know, that I do know people that I've met. But a lot I'm of just, nice folks. and I don't have a lot of friends and most of the guests are, are your contact. So that's cool. Cause I've enjoyed everybody and hopefully they'll be the same here in about 50 minutes. Yeah, very nice. So yeah, so we'll bring Derek on in a bit. He works, uh, I think in the healthcare industry. So, oh, very cool. So we could touch, touch on some of the healthcare stuff. I sure. think he also uh, does some, maybe some mentoring or some things with, uh, with some kids. Cool. And so, yeah, see, and he's been a dad through COVID with you, obviously dad through COVID, but I think he's well, got some younger kids. More maybe. than a dad through COVID. I think Raymond, my 25 year old son gave me COVID a couple of weeks back. So we spent 10 days together in the house. Now he, he was much more affected than was I, I was you know, very fortunate. It was a, it was no more than a, than a strong cold, a couple of days of headache and some congestion, but Ray was, you know, complete loss of taste and smell. And uh, I, I'd never seen somebody's teeth chatter running a fever. He was oh, running yeah. a fever and his teeth were chattering. He was miserable and slept, 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 just so lethargic, you know? And the way it was funny, the way we tasted, he, my wife, Patty, his mom made a, uh, some chicken salad and he was eating it. And he said, I don't think I can taste this. So I cut a piece of red onion because there's nothing stronger. Yeah. And I said, bite this. And he, Nothing. So wow. Yeah, that's, that's an complete. amazing symptom. That lasted about five days for him. Yeah. So not bad. Yeah, that's a weird symptom that seems really common. Yeah, very common. You know. And I've been lucky. And we'll ask Derek. I, I don't know, but you know, geez, knock on wood, I have rolled through so far. You know, I'm vaccinated, boosted, no COVID. But you know, I don't think I'm immune to it. I still wear a mask if I'm going to be around multiple. You know, more than like probably yeah, in this room. I've noticed and, when you've come to call on us at Galaxy. Um, you have a mask on now. That's not mandated in any way by who you work for. That's just you doing that. We've had some time. No, no, it's not a, a Wallingford policy. Right. But uh, no, I just try to be respectful. I would rather be overcautious than under. Sure. And again, you know, a lot of this for me was I've always felt like as when this started, a thirty-nine-year-old to now forty-one-year-old guy, like I'm probably pretty safe. Now I don't want to take that for granted. I don't know what kind of underlying heart condition I might have that I right. don't know about. But I'm probably okay. Broken, I think. Broken. <laughs> Fair. But I also don't want to pass that on to somebody's grandma. And, you know, so I've always tried to be a little extra cautious. Hey, and we're never sure when these shows are going to air. But if this is in the interim, happy holidays. Right? Happy holidays to you too, <laughs> On man. the heels of last week's show. It's Merry greetings. Christmas and Happy New Year. Oh, Season's Greetings. Season's yes, yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm happy to hear yeah. and say it all. All right. So, do we invite... Mr. Derrick in? Well, before we invite him, let's say this, and I think this should be mandatory moving forward to all guests. Derek brought freaking gifts. He did. 
How cool is that? Man. Gifts golf, that we can use. Yes. You know? Golf balls and some uh, old Kentucky chocolate. So, so the golf balls will wind up somewhere in the weeds in Gibson Bay. Right. But the chocolate will be in the belly, and that'll be great. Yeah. So that's nice. So <laughs> as we move forward with the show, I like to thank Tony, if you're listening, yeah, especially. Hey, Derek has set a precedent now, now Tony. do have a precedent. Oh, trust me. I know, Tony. Ain't going to be no gifts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So without further ado, let's bring in Mr. Derek Hicks. Hello, Derek. What's up, gentlemen? How are you all? Not much, not much. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming, because we did have a guest uh, at Cancel, and we're teasing Tony, but he um, obviously, hopefully it's not COVID, but felt miserable all weekend. So man, thanks for thanks for coming in at the very last minute. Listen, thanks for having me, and thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. And thank you for the gifts. Very wonderful. Yeah. Hey, man. You don't come, the season, you, I guess. You don't come last minute empty-handed, uh, you know? <laughs> well, we should have had a gift for <laughs> you. Really right should. Now, you really bailed us out. Oh, uh, Yeah. Nice. So, um, gosh, where do we start? Derek, what I'm going to do is uh, where do you sort of align yourself politically? And that will sort of tell us, I guess, a little bit of info about you since our topics do tend to get a little bit political. Um, I've listened to quite a few of your all's podcasts. No uh, kidding. Uh, podcast. You're one yeah. of the two. I'm one of the two. Fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. Fist bump. Fist yeah, bump for Derek. Well, about. cool. It's Derek and I, the Germans. That's I, our I, only I, listeners. Yeah. We've got eight listeners in Germany. So you listened to one show and, and went to a second show? So it couldn't I, have been terrible. It wasn't yeah, painful. I, I, I listened to the third one, actually. Excellent, too. Yeah, man. look out. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And you'll definitely listen to this one. Yo, you know you'll listen to this one. <laughs> Uh, I would probably consider myself along the lines as far as politically with you all center left, maybe just probably a little further left than you all. Really, uh, from what I can tell, um, your your friend that you had on not too long ago about um, uh, he's the Madison Middle teacher. Yes, and yes, all that. Yes. I, I probably maybe just a slightly to the right of him, um, okay. but I think I probably fall in between him and you guys would be my guess. Fantastic. Well, welcome on board. And what is uh, how do you earn your living? I am a. Uh, I work for UK Healthcare, and I am a data analyst for them. Uh, I could give you the actually complete uh, uh, rundown rundown of everything, but yeah, I just I I actually um, I work with Medicare and Medicaid. I'm on the payer administration side, so boy, that's job security, huh? Job security, you got <laughs> it. Yeah, I heard y'all's uh, uh, healthcare. I was just listening to it just a little bit ago about uh, um, you know talking about ACA, talking about universal. Uh, healthcare, universal Medicaid, Medicare, I guess, maybe, um, things like that. So I, right now, I make sure that UK gets reimbursed for inpatient uh, hospital stays for Medicare and Medicaid, and I make sure all the uh, contracts are up to date. I make sure all the rates are paid like they're supposed to, and if we find some anomalies, then, yeah, we reach out to the— Wow, that's really interesting, because we were talking briefly, because yeah. um, we were a little bit caught off guard, and, you know, what we would talk about with you, Derek, I don't think it'll be a, a hard show to do, because that's a pretty endless— conversation that affects everyone. How long have you been doing that? Well, uh, I started this particular job about a year ago. Okay. Uh, before, at, at the University of at Kentucky? At University of Kentucky, yeah. So I've been with University of Kentucky for 10, for 10 years. Do you make your home in Bria? Yeah, actually. So I you, work, make, you make that compute, commute? I used to. Oh, okay. Uh, 2017 is, uh, you know, before COVID. Yeah. Uh, I was actually working from home already. Oh, so no kidding. Um, just a slightly different data analyst type job. It's on the the, you know, the denial side of it, prior authorizations, and now I'm in payer administration. So, you know, it, it, one affects the other one, you know, it all kind of, you know, relates to one and another. And you so. spend 40 hours at home doing your job? Uh, is my boss going to listen to this? <laughs> yeah, just tell him 50, or, or she. Uh, about 65 hours a week I put in, <laughs> oh, uh, man, boss lady. That's a, and, uh, that's a week. <laughs> uh, well, this particular job, it's it's... 
not only are you are you trying to find these issues, but you also have obligation to the higher ups as far as the accounting side. Uh, we're responsible for knowing, you know, our particular or my particular is inpatient um, Medicare and Medicaid. So I got to make sure that I'm telling them, okay, here's what we expect to get from the insurance. Here's what our net revenue should be if we get paid like we're supposed to. And I send. It's hard to explain, but if you if you sit down and think, it's more of an accounting. Uh, yeah. A couple of days out of the month, yeah. it's it's more of an uh, of an accounting based type thing. So we send in our net revenue report to our boss. She makes sense of all the gibberish we send her, and then she sends it to the higher. So your job well. is essentially in front of a computer for the hours that you're working. Yes, yeah. I get three screens. I stare three at three screens pretty much all day long. Yeah. Um, you know, I break that up with you know going out, check the mail, right? Put the trash out, right? Take Online the dog porn. out. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm trying to have a serious conversation. <clears throat> oh, I didn't mean to break that yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some jokes. Uh, education? Uh, I have a uh, bachelor's in chemistry, and I have my uh, master's in business administration. From? Both from EKU. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm a colonel, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love EKU, man. Yeah. It adds so much to our fair community of Richmond. So where was home? Uh, well, uh, my early childhood, I actually grew up in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Did you? Uh, really? Yeah, we were. I was born here, and we moved uh, to Florida when I was a year old. Uh, yeah, just a little over a year old, and then we moved back when I was in second grade. Okay. So I've been. I mean, my early childhood. To was Madison there. County. To Madison County. Been in Berea since 1992. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's cool. So I'm always curious the history of people's politics. You know, I've I've told my story on air about how I became a Democrat, sort of being raised in this area. Mm-hmm. Now, funny story, or at least amusing story to me. When I told you about the podcast, I immediately regretted it because I was like, there's no way he's a Democrat and he's going to be one of these guys that is every other guy that you and I probably run into through the course of our day yeah. that are going to be the same guys that say baby killer mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So, oh, yeah. when so you, you said, profiled Derek. I did. Yeah. Absolutely. And I was pleasantly Wrong. surprised yes. when he was like, oh, I don't know. I, you know, went middle left and I was like, oh, I, phenomenal. <laughs> I think my, my comments to you were, um, Trump pretty much came up immediately. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't really get into politics a whole lot uh, early on in life. You know, busy, uh, yeah. tr- tr- trying to get those two degrees that I got, trying to work full time, having kids, trying to buy a house. Sure. Um, actually tried to get in pharmacy school for a little while. I never could, uh, you know, standardized tests, never could score high enough. Completely off the topic, but that's what mm-hmm. we do. Extreme common sense slash, um, and, know, and I do have topic. eight years of, uh, pharmacy experience, by the way. Well, so, yeah. nice. am I wrong? Isn't UK one of the best pharmacy schools in the country? They are. They've yeah. been in the top five annually that's for a long, long time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going uh, back, what, how did you sort of fall into, uh, having your political perspective? So, um, I, I, I'll be quite honest. I was a registered Republican up to like two years ago, and mm-hmm. I didn't even know it. So that, I was right. So, yes, you were right. Oh, man, I got my flag out there on my truck right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I, I— Well, it's just another <laughs> odd thing. Like, the American flag, dad, my dad, you know, uh, long gone dad, but proud World War II vet, you know, the flag. We Now, it's like the flag has been co-opted. If you see a flag in a pickup truck, you know he is that guy you're describing. Yeah. Well, right? I, yeah, no, that, that's true. And I'm, yeah. I'm a proud flyer of the American flag. I do flag. too. I put it out every holiday, 4th of July and Vets Day and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't want to fly the like sort of American flags that are now orange yeah, and blue. And yeah, look, yeah. I like the red, white, and blue. Or this, the, the, the flag of the stars is on the opposite side. Yeah. 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 Well, Strange. Uh, Sorry, Derek. We so, do yeah. that. It's, 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 
totally fine. Um, no, it, it was around probably 2014, 15. I was in um, grad school, and I heard y'all bring this up on our uh, previous podcast, but like they, you know, they want to say it's Obamacare, but it's actually the Affordable Care, uh, Act. Care Act. Yeah. Uh, and I did a paper over it about um, UK needing, or not UK particularly, but I, I, I geared it toward UK right. since I worked for them. Um, you know, how they need to uh, have like meaningful use for their electronic health record system and some various things that were good and bad versus, or, or, I'm sorry, um, things that were good and bad, uh, you know, in the Affordable uh, Care Act, but then also, you know, what do we have out there right now versus these, these sort of things. So when I was doing that, I was getting more and more into policy and things like that yeah. and reading about it. So um, at the time Obama was president, you know, I, I, my wife likes to say she drink his bath water, but I'm not to that degree. <laughs> oh, wow. She What's loves that? Obama. Yes. Nice. Yeah, she, she's all about Obama. We should have brought her, too. What? Yeah, yeah, she, she could have came. She'd be a good one to talk to, that's for sure. Um, but no, uh, it, it was a combination of that, and then um, she is, her, her dad was, was more liberal, um, you know, for, for this area, and he comes from this area. A longtime Berea person was on the, the council for a while as well, but... Nice. Um, he, just talking to him a little bit about politics kind of got me engaged and got me interested in it. And I think it's like Tristan often says, even in a state that is as pro-Trump as ours was, it's 62%. That means there's 38%, almost four in 10 people that you're going to find. And I understand a lot of them are concentrated in Louisville and Lexington, but even in the hinterlands, right? there are, you know. There's a few of us. Sure. There are people out there that you may be pleasantly surprised, you know. They're, well, Pleasantly surprised kind of gives away our hand, doesn't it? I, just that not everyone is ultra conservative. Right. Well, we could be pleasantly surprised in California when we meet a normal Republican, well, too, because right. it does, you know, you do sort of get in these roles of where you think people are that, you know, how they think because of where they live. Well, and it's just, I not mean, the California case. gave us both Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan. So and Schwarzenegger yeah, is governor. And, and Schwarzenegger, right, who probably, if he was born here, could have run a pretty stout campaign yeah. up until the whole. Everything went south right. for Arnold. Yeah. You, you can probably do an Arnold. You're pretty good with impressions. I don't know if I could do it. But there you go. Yeah. That'll be to the job. <laughs> nice. All right. You guys both there you got go, it. I like it. Yes, yes. Um, so then the obvious question, Derek, I think, and Tristan, jump in wherever, I, I, would be twofold and talk as long as you want. Um, Affordable Care Act, which was just monument, a monumental piece of legislation, net positive, net negative. And are you someone who thinks that um, a single payer system has marriage should be discussed or no? Um, I have varying degrees of, you know, what I agree with and what I don't. And I, I'll, I'll preface that as saying, I heard you all talking about a single payer system. Um, I don't necessarily believe that we should have that. I think that we should have an option that if somebody wants um, like maybe there's an option for universal me Medicare out there that they have that option. But I also do think that the commercial sector is also important too, because it keeps costs down, um, in competition within the market. Um, I heard you say there's going to be a lot of insurance people lose jobs, this, that, and the other, um, Coming from my side. Hey, did we sound like two idiots who had no idea what they were talking about? No, 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 not really. <laughs> you, you did make some good points, but, um, I was going to also bring up like, not only is it the the insurance folks that are going to you know that sell it that you know do the 
uh, back, uh, like Kentucky Connect, uh, getting people on the right, right. plan, you know, right. the, the Obamacare, as they call it, you know, which which plan they want. But um, now that I'm deeper into healthcare and and uh, pulling these, you know, various audits that we have to do, we get audited by the CMS, which is the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Um it's there, there's 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 third party auditing services. There's third party authorization services. There's all these other services that would go away. Uh, maybe not go away, but probably definitely be uh, condensed a whole lot. Because yeah. if you go to a single payer system, you don't have as many insurances. You have to, you know, a system. You have to log in to get this for for Anthem, but this one for Aetna Better Health, you got to log into this system to get the authorization if you're someone that does. does that well, I think we, we discussed a little bit on that show that it was something, some outlandish number, like 13% of the economy. Now, don't quote me on that number. I don't remember exactly what it was, but a very big percentage of the I economy. I think it's higher than that. I think it's 18 or 19. Yeah, yeah I think it's, GDP, yeah, I think, he, I think Ray's closer to yeah, it. So yeah. it was just a huge Yeah, it's a number. massive, massive. Yeah, so yeah, obviously. Into the trillions, couple oh, trillion, yeah, oh, three yeah. trillion maybe. So what, what would you do <clears throat> knowing what you know? What, how do you revolutionize the healthcare system? Uh, I mean, I don't have any clear-cut answers. I mean, I have thought about it. Uh, I wish that we could go to a Medicare for All. I, I do believe that that would be a good thing. But I also believe you got to be able to pick your own plan that you want. So I, that's why I say I don't think one single-payer system is, is the is the solution. You know, the Derek, solution. I, uh, I just went through a procedure, and I told Tristan this uh, – Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a letter and it was a letter thanking them. And I prefaced it by saying, so I went up to Cleveland. I had to Cleveland clinic. Yeah. yeah. I have AFib and it was being, uh, I have a local cardiologist who's wonderful and it was being controlled real well through medication. But for whatever reason this summer, it's, it, it decided to, to visit me on a much more regular basis. And it's a very uncomfortable feeling. So I have a cousin in New Jersey who had the same thing, went to Cleveland, recommended it. So I, I, I went up and I had called Anthem first and they said they would cover me and they covered the procedure. And I wrote a letter saying, you know, thank you very much because I was a little worried about that. And and most of the letters you receive are probably complaining, you assholes, you yeah. terrible people. And I just said, thank you. And, you know, there's the other weird thing, and you might be able to talk to this, is you get all these bills and you're not exactly sure. And they're never large because the coverage is the insurance. Uh, my wife's a retired Fay County school teacher. So our insurance is through there. That's right. a huge pool and it's good insurance. It is good. Yeah. It really is. And I can't complain in the least, but you get those little bills for something, something you're never sure what they are. You just pay them and go on. And that's something I've realized too, uh, how, by working in the healthcare industry. Um, I've, I've got frontline experience with scheduling, with triage, taking messages for clinics, reaching out to them. Uh, I was, um, worked in a call center for a little while, uh, and then I actually moved over to Kentucky Medical Services Foundation for about eight months. I got a crash course in, um, uh, pro, or I'm sorry, professional billing, which is your doctor. So mm. I didn't realize that. And then I went back to UK and then on the authorization side, I was there for probably three or four years. And I, but prior to this, and I don't think anybody or a lot of people realize this, not only do you get a bill from the facility for doing like your operation right. at Cleveland, but you also have a provider bill as well. So they do uh, billing for your facility or for the hospital, but they also do professional billing for the doctor. So the you actually bill. have two bills when they come in. You're like, why do I have two bills? What is going on? I paid this one. Mm. What's going on? 
it, it's very confusing. I think that's something confusing. that I would change. I would make it a lot. Uh, Try and streamline it. Uh, yeah, somewhat. just streamline it. Just make it just make it more simple uh, for people to understand. Um, and I was talk. I, I sent Tristan some some talking points about financial literacy. Not only do these people not, don't understand what bills they're getting, they don't understand. You know, hey, can I call and get um, some sort of assistance? Can I call and get on a payment plan? Can I do this and that and the other? And there's really no education as far as that goes. As far as I think that's something that's that's needed is is a medical. Your, your medical finances or your medical bills. Hey, is there a, somebody out there that can explain this to me? And I'm asking, this is a, a question sent in from one of our friends on Facebook who knew we were going to be talking about healthcare. Mm-hmm. So this is not a question from me specifically. Do people pay their, their medical bills? Listen, uh, I get bills all the time from like uh, lab services and things like that. And I, I'll be honest, I, I'll pay them. Uh, but there'll be two or three that I forget about, yeah. and then I never see the bill ever again. I don't know if it's – I know on our side, if it's uh, under a certain threshold, you can just write it off. Really? And I think that's what a lot of a lot of those bills go to. And I think that's, uh, you know, when, when we get audited or when, you know, the university has to do, you know, whatever taxes they may have to do, I'm sure that goes into, you know, losses that they have and things like that. But you are talking about. So um, that's where all my friends' bills went. For yes. Bills. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If it's if it's, it's under hundred dollars, they're probably going to write it off. But it's got to nice. have a negative impact on your credit. No. Who knows? Not as I just much bought. As, yeah. I just yeah. bought a truck, and my credit was great. I think I, I hear what you guys issues. are saying. Damn. So, yeah, they yeah. say that, and that this this is true. Obviously, a little tongue in cheek there before, but. Uh, Medical bills don't hit your credit score like bill bills. It's just, I don't know the formula or the algorithm, but it's not quite the same. It's weighted much differently. So you're probably not going to destroy your credit not paying health bills as opposed to all credit that, card all bills. All that guilt that the Catholics instilled in me at a young age, I've made sure. I mean, okay, all right. Well, I'm really glad you came in now, Derek. Nice. Yeah, no, he's already saved some money. And speaking of <laughs> saving, you. you know what I like, like saving some money, Ray. And uh, you can help with student loan debt as well, right? You know how. Yes, can- I. I've got obviously. Uh, told yeah. you just seven years ago. Yeah, I got a lot of. I should be a doctor by now, but you know I'm not. You <laughs> Van know, I got, Wilder had kid. Yeah, Van Wilder. I had kids <laughs> and drug it out as long as I could drag it out. But um, I actually took out loans for my undergraduate only uh, because when I actually joined up with UK, I didn't realize it, but they. Uh, it took me about a year to, to kind of figure it out. They actually pay for um, the the program has changed a little bit, but it's the employee education program they have there. So you can go if you're a UK employee, you can go to any state affiliated school six hours a semester, and that does include summer. So when I went back, and they will pay, and they well, yeah, you just send in a form, and it's off your wow. your, your so you know your bill at, at the university. So yeah. that's how you earned your master's. Yeah, yeah. So thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars with the grad school didn't have to pay a dime except my books and you know expenses right. to get back and forth and things like that. But it was tough. Um, you know, the, I usually did night classes, so I'd be at the time I was commuting to Lexington, so I would drive all the way up to Lexington, work my eight hours, come down to the EKU do my three, four hours uh, of school and get home. And if I had a Tuesday or, or a, a or Monday and Tuesday night class, I wouldn't see my kids until Wednesday, you know, Wednesday evening when I got home. So it was tough, but it, it's definitely been worth it. Um, and you were working at UK while you were doing that. Yeah, yeah. Working at UK 40 hours a, a, a week. Uh, 
the boss, uh, maybe 50. If, uh, <laughs> 40 plus. Uh, yeah. 40 no, plus. I, it, it was a it was a call center job, so it was something that's you know sort of. You now know, UK easy. medical is massive. It is. It's, it's one of the biggest employers, if not maybe the biggest in Kentucky. In the I state think. of Kentucky, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we have part and full time close to eighteen to twenty thousand employees. Eighteen it, to twenty thousand. I, I believe I believe that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> That's a number, man. That is. What's that yeah, payroll? What's I mean, that you, payroll look like? Wow. Oh, well, uh, recently the Chrono system got hit uh, by hackers. The Chrono uh, is the payroll system? Yeah, Chronos it's called. Oh, yeah. Chronos. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, Chronos. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, it got yes. hit recently by right. ransomware hackers. That's right. And we're down right now. We're back to, you know, punching oh. the time clock. But, we, you know, obviously we're home. We can't really punch any time clock there. So yeah. We what? had that at Wallingford at my day Did job. Did you? Uh, yeah. It's been maybe a month and a half, two months ago. Oh, that's like a thing? dream for the <laughs> owner of that company. <laughs> oh, Wait a second. <laughs> I don't have to pay anybody? Oh, system's was... down, folks. See me next week. Well, you say that. It was miserable. <laughs> System's down again. See me next week. Yeah, but we couldn't run any ads I know to him. get paid. <laughs> well, so, oh, really? Was that bad? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we had like it's four days. From it was miserable. not not ransomware. Yeah, exactly no ransomware. Yeah, That's it exactly was like, what it was. Because yeah. we use a huge global company now called Visual Traffic, Man, and those they are handle some evil geniuses, huh? Oh, and they're yeah. trying to extract money. Yes, mm-hmm. trying to be paid off, and they'll put it back up. So, and it hasn't rectified itself yet. Uh, no, not not to my knowledge. Uh, they send out updates all the time. You know, it's still down. Took about a week for us. But you've been getting paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's we've not known about it as long as Tris uh, has known about his, but I've only known about it for about the last four weeks or so. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, golly. Mm-hmm. Miserable. But you you can offer some help for student loan debt. Is that right? So okay, so. When I was going to school, going to grad school, obviously you're in school, you get to defer those. Right. It's great, right? Usually no interest. Sometimes there's a little bit of interest. I wish somebody would explain to me, and I understand, I mean, I want to be as as nice as I can be, but I do believe that public schools, maybe even private, I don't know, I've never been to a private school. Uh, I think they're failing kids financially or as far as financial literacy goes, because when I got out there, I didn't. Yeah, I was borrowing enough to to, you know, go to school for my tuition, but I was also borrowing for books. I was borrowing for gas. They 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 prime me up to borrow a lot like for housing and things like that. Well, I know I was commuting, living at home. So I think uh, I ended up borrowing Probably the average. Uh, by the time I was done with grad school, it took me five years. Probably should have told me it took me four. So maybe that should be a little bit lower than it is. But um, you know, young and dumb, go party. Uh, you know, get, get a couple Fs. Got to redo them. All that good stuff. So been, been part down of life. that road, man. But <laughs> I, I, I think you are right on both counts. I, I, and financial literacy. But, you know, I'm old enough, now 61, to remember when, which I'm, I, I can just give you a personal example. I went to a state school in New Jersey, equivalent of Eastern, and all four years, and I don't know that I even came out with debt because I was sort of paying as I went, but I think the entire four years cost me five grand. Wow. In 78, in 78 through 85. It's the seven-year program. And I used to make the argument that higher education at the public level in the United States was the best deal there was. And somewhere around 2000, that changed. And now you're coming out, you know, if you live there, you can accumulate $20,000 a year and come out with $80,000 in debt. And I'm a 
real believer in sort of that liberal education that introduces you to some cult- cultural things and, and, and things that make you a more well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. But there is a price tag. If you take that 80 grand and put it into a house or whatever mm-hmm. else, you know, because people yeah. will say it's not worth it anymore. And I hate that argument that it's not worth it, right. but it's getting a place where it's not worth it. You're correct. Now, I, I feel like if I didn't, so I just bought a truck. I have a house. Um, you know, I, like to play golf, you know, that's not cheap when you go to these things. And, no. you know, I have a good paying job, you know, but it's still, you know, being able to live my life and, you know, maybe, maybe save a little bit. It's, it's been really tough because the more you make, the more your payments go up. Yeah, and I understand, a- listen, I, I don't, and we can talk more about this uh, with, with, you know, Biden promising $10,000 and yes. then, them talking about, you know, wiping 50,000. If they did the 50,000, that would wipe out my total debt. You know, I'd be happy. I'd be, but on the, on the flip side, I've got friends that have worked hard and paid their student loan well, back already. And what our friend Lucas says, who's a very commonsensical, uh, you know, and, and prudent fiscally. And he says, yeah. what about the people that have paid? Yeah. Them? What about those people? I, I agree. I, I mean, I think they should be rewarded for, you know, buckling down, um, sure. and getting a, you know, a good job, good paying job and saving that money. But also I had a friend that said, you know, hey, you know, why should we eat this cost as far as, you know, when it comes down to it all, you know, the taxpayers end up beating it if, if they it do. ends up happen, they do. happening. But um, I think, you know, why should the government make money off me? Mm. You know, I, I, I'm a productive member of society. I've got two degrees. I... You know, uh, I invest in in the youth and in, in the community. You know, I, I help out with the little basketball league here in town, and I coach uh, uh, girls uh, varsity golf at um, at Madison Southern. So, oh, really? So, oh, cool. yeah, yeah. I feel like not only am, have I got my education, I feel like I'm a more well-rounded, productive adult. But I give back to my community too. You know, shouldn't that shouldn't that go for something? It should. And, and you know, it why should. shouldn't yeah. you know? I'm trying my best to 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 be the best version of myself and and to give back to my community. But how old are you, Derek? Uh, I just turned 37 a couple months ago. Oh, you don't nice. look 37. Well, thanks. Yeah. And I don't think you have a face for radio. Whoever what, told would you I look? That. 62. No, yeah. no, I do. <laughs> I feel a little connection there, I Ray. Do. You want to elaborate <laughs> on Derek's looks? You... No, I'm saying I, I'm being trying to be polite. We always go there, man. Come on. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Ray, <laughs> since we don't break balls. <laughs> so you mentioned some of the stuff you do for the youth, Derek, and I would like to hear you talk a little bit about your dog's program. Yes. Uh, dog's well, program. It's yeah. actually called, D-O-G-S. it's yeah, it's, it's called. It's an acronym, Ray. Yeah, yeah it's okay. called, uh, well, they started this back when, I believe it was when my son first started elementary school. Uh, I know it's at Shannon Johnson, Kingston. I think most of the Madison County Middle Schools. I don't, you know. So what I'm, is the acronym? Dogs. It's Dogs Dads of Great Students. Oh, no kidding. So, yeah. That's it's cool. It's a cool way to get the dads involved at least once, maybe twice a year. Um, I love it because uh, this year I did it on my birthday. So not only was it a Friday, it was my birthday, and I got to spend it with my little girl oh, all day cool. long. And my wife just so happens to work at the school, too. So that's grace. I got to spend my birthday pretty much with my family all day. That's cool. That's um, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's nice. I mean, we get to, you know, eat lunch with them. We get to do activities. We get to see what we get to see, well, at least I get to see, my wife gets to see it all the time, but I get to see how she functions socially in class. How old's your daughter? And she is a six. Ah, it's mm-hmm. a great age. That's oh, man. a great age. I wish she'd stop growing. I wish she'd stay exactly <laughs> Boy, how she I, is right now. Yeah. And a pause button That's, would be nice. Pause, please. Yes. And a fun Christmas with six-year-old. Oh, man. Did, oh. did you say children or is she an only child? 
She is not. I have okay. I have eleven year old son oh, cool. who just started middle school basketball, and that's another <laughs> commitment, big, big commitment, yeah. yeah, thing to do. So, and I try to to help him as much as I can. He plays golf. He plays basketball. He he's pretty much. How's his golf game? Really good. Did you see Tiger and Charlie this weekend? Yeah, well, me and him can, talked about that earlier can today. Swing a club, can he? He's like, Dad, he is good. Man, what do you What good. do you guys both What do you both shoot? Well, uh, Coop, uh, his name is Cooper. Sorry, by the way, uh, he he probably averages from the junior tees. Probably, we usually just play nine, and, and that's what his tournaments are. He's like, I'll give you for instance, uh, this year at Battlefield, he won a little tournament that was out there. He shot a thirty-nine. So, nice. so he's a pretty good little golfer. I'm ever since I started coaching, I've been playing less. Coaching more, obviously. Uh, at one time, I had my handicap down to about a six. It's nice. probably it's probably up to about a twelve now, if I was to be honest. Yeah. Still not bad. No, no, I usually go out and shoot a forty, forty two. You know, yeah. it's not too bad. I know I'll never break eighty. I was I was so excited when I broke ninety, and I did. Once I think, yeah, in life, I, you broke eighty. Yeah, I think there's a great story told. Maybe it's made up about Richard Nixon, who was an avid golfer and broke eighty, mm-hmm. and. Um, he laid his clubs down, and he said, I know I'll never do that again, <laughs> so he I'm done. I broke 80. and Took two I mean, weeks I, off and quit. Then, I huh? would just <laughs> love to – I just couldn't imagine a 78 or 79. Battlefield, my actually, that's yeah, – I hit it at Battlefield. Nice. And the people that are listening are going to sleep hearing me talk about a golf score at Battlefield, which is a local golf course in Richmond. It is. But, yes. Yeah. Uh, that they had in fine shape this summer. I, you know, I haven't been in eight years. I was in really good shape. I, yeah, I live right beside Bray Country Club, So, and then it just so happens that the – Madison Southern girls golf and boys golf practices out there. That's their home course at Berea, at Berea which mm-hmm. is a tough course to find if you don't know where it is. It's it tucked can, away. yes, it can be, uh, and it's the flattest piece of property in Central Kentucky. Oh, I don't I'm know telling how you, how they got there's, f- that flat land. Th- there's no other better course to walk. Yeah, no, yeah. in in the county That's or correct. in the surrounding counties in yeah. that one. Maybe Estill County, uh, Irvin Country Club. Maybe that. it's pretty flat, but uh, it's a little lower. So when it rains and like. Maria, it gets pretty wet and soggy, but uh, Irvin's a little worse than that. There it's, is always there, and this is within a car. This is driving a car, but there is. I've never played Gibson Bay, which we're fortunate to have. To Tristan's point, talking about local golf courses, our German friends are going to be lost. <laughs> but at some point, just saying to myself, "My God, what I would give for a flat piece," because there's nothing on Gibson Bay that's flat. Nothing. Well, no, and <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I get a cart, like if we have tournaments out there. So this year was my first year coaching. So I don't know what I'm doing, you know. I mean, I know golf, but I don't know. Sure. You know, I don't know these tournaments, sure. how they, you know, they're structured and all that stuff. So I let my um, assistant have my cart for like and 30 you, minutes to well, an hour. <laughs> and I texted him. I said, where are you at? Come pick me up because I can't do this. Uh, yeah. And uh, my girls at the end, they were – Exhausted, red face, sweating. Well, I mean, yeah, it was. My brother's a pretty fair golfer, and he came down on one of his visits, and we played Gibson. And he was like, "My God, do you ever see a flag on this course? Like, it's <laughs> it's a little bit of a homer's course. The hills give you an advantage. Yeah, like lots you, of blind tee shots. Lots of blind yeah. tee shots, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Lots, and that's that's a disadvantage for someone who hasn't played the course. You oh, definitely yeah. don't want to hear path only. Yeah. No. Oh no, no, God, no. no. Oh man, that is so true. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. My my father in law, he. Uh, if we played together, like usually it would be like at the beach somewhere, like maybe Myrtle Beach or somewhere. If it was cart path only, he's he, out. Yeah. Well, no, he he he'd ride and drink beer with you, <laughs> and and cut up well, and all that stuff. 
But he, he wasn't walking. Yeah, out. you go get his ball and you put it close to the car path and he'll hit it. And then he'll give you a beer and he'll drink a beer smart and it's all guy. good. I That's, like it. I, that is very smart. Yes. Uh, after one day, if we go play golf, I'll, I'll give you his rules of golf. They're oh, nice. awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that idea. We really should follow this up when we get some weather and go play a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, Willie blast. Nelson has that course down in Austin and somebody said to him, so what's par on this course? He said, it's whatever I want it to be. See that hole right there? That's a par 12. And yesterday I birdied it. That's right. <laughs> You're exactly right. So back to healthcare. We digress slightly off topic. Have we done that? So no. you have you 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 don't have any uh, one size fits all solution for America's healthcare. But I did hear you say that you know the private sector keeps some competition in it and 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 keeps accordingly keeps prices somewhat right in line. I, yeah, I think so. I think you know if you're somebody that's healthy, uh, you know a once a year checkup and you pay. $25 a month for it, I think you should be able to go get that plan. Now, I don't think that exists. I don't think there's a $25 plan, but you know what I mean. Like, so if, if you want the bare minimum, I think you should be able to choose that, which would be probably somebody from the private sector or, you know. It's funny though, Derek. So I'm going through this right now. It's actually been settled. Uh, so my wife will be 65 in January and our health insurance is through Fayette County where she's a retired school teacher. So she's going to go to Medicare and go off of Fayette County. So mm-hmm. that left me in limbo. So we, talked with them and stuff and and starting the first of january i'll be paying a premium and i'm not throwing this number out there to say oh this is terrible this is awful because i had this figure in mind because the insurance is great it's going to cost me 758 bucks a month for me by myself now i'm 61 with some pre-existing conditions and i knew it wasn't going to be 30 bucks a month so you know that's a bill you have to pay but again the insurance is great they just covered me going to cleveland clinic so i'm not really complaining um and i feel fortunate that i can foot that bill but i mean that's a that's a big chunk of change and that's a, for a yeah. lot of people that's a house payment or that's yeah, what, what is a house payment? for a place to yeah. live yeah so mm-hmm. yeah in my mind in the way you know I, and I'm, i'll have to pay that for four years till i turn 65 yeah yes. and i may have mentioned this right if not i apologize i grew up a little poor have i mentioned that on the show once okay once I feel Maybe $750 a month if you're poor. 58 if you're actually counting. Uh, yeah. I mean, that to me is where, you know. But again, I guess we do a good job with some of the health care for the poor. So. Well, you make that point. And, I'm, and I guess, Derek, and I've said this before, and you please correct me if I'm wrong because you know a heck of a lot more about this than I do. But I think America's health care system is the best in the world if you can afford it. I agree. I think we have the the brightest minds that are out there. I think, uh, and that's provable th- by research and development. Yeah, yeah. I think you were talking about it about UK having one of the best research uh, yeah. uh, programs in the nation, and they do. They they really do. Um, I was gonna say um, when I like so when I first got into politics, we were talking about grad school and that, and that was about around the the time that like Matt Bevin was, was going to be a governor and became governor. Oh yeah. He did become governor. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm a big KSR listener. So they had like a debate on there, you know, between Connell or I can't remember the other guys, the Democrat. Uh, Yeah. uh, Bevin, Bevin straight up beat him in that debate. Um, you can't really argue about that if you were to go back and listen to it again. I can't remember It'll the guy's come, name now. My, but my microphone. The microphone needs but, my address. And Mike keeps slipping a little what, bit. What really got me was uh, they did a lot of interviews with people in eastern Kentucky. The Tristan says the, mm. the poor, you know, those people are well, some of the go, poor, right next to Tristan. Yeah. in the world. Yeah, literally. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Or in the country, not the world. Yeah, yeah and the they country. were asking this guy, you know, who he voted for and why. Well, Bevan 
was against the Affordable Health Care Act. He wanted to dismantle Kentucky Connect. That was really successful. He did. Yeah, he did. that was that was getting a lot of people hooked up with health care that was for them, yes. was affordable, and you know, on the on, pretty much on the right plan for them. And uh, he said that he voted for him because he was a Republican, right? Right. Well, he's voting against his own interest. Did they ask him what kind of health care he had? He told what kind of health care he had. The exact thing that Bevan wanted to dismantle. I just, Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's tough. You know, I have a lot of clients. And, and again, I, I'll be the first to say the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, did not help me at all. Like, I've paid not a ridiculously, not ridiculously more, but definitely more every year. Right. But I deal with a lot of independent business owners, and a lot mm-hmm. of these people could never have afforded insurance until right. the ACA. So right. Right. even though I'm paying 50 75 extra dollars a month, yeah. and I don't like doing that, but mm-hmm. I also see my guy that has a window tinting business that has never had insurance, and he has it now. Right. So on that level, I like it. But I will also say these same people that have just gotten on the ACA that for the first time have ever been able to afford insurance despised Obama. And, you know, would never have voted for him, but there's not been a bigger benefit in their life from a political piece of legislation than the ACA. Yeah. To which you would agree. Yeah, I I would agree. I I think it's helped a lot of people, uh, a lot of people that couldn't afford it or uh, especially our the system that we had in Kentucky, the Kentucky Connect, that was actually, you know, very successful. Jack Uh, Conway. Yeah, Jack. Jack That's his name. Okay, Jack Conway. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like uh, the benefits do outweigh the negatives on this. I think it could be revamped and probably um, improved upon. Uh, I don't think it's broken by no means. But no. It, it polls well. Yeah. If you poll people now, it's, I don't know, 70% maybe that well, I, I, say thumbs up to Obamacare? Good question. But, yeah, I, 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 I sure. think the numbers yeah. have been pretty favorable. Right, yeah. I know quite well, a few like people. it's like Medicare, right, Derek? People, <laughs> that old, you know... It, I probably apocryphal, but uh, the woman who's got the sign make keep keep the hands off uh, keep, keep the government's hands off my Medicare right, which is a terrible misunderstanding of what it is. But people who are on it That's about right. eighty twenty like Medicare, do they? Oh yeah, not? oh yeah, they, they they do like it. Yeah, because I was I was looking it at travels <laughs> with my wife uh, turning sixty five. We did a Medicare tutorial that was recommended. It's about two hours. A woman was out of Frankfurt. First of all, she was wonderful because there was a Q and A section where she answered questions, but it was really impressive to me what Medicare covers. Yeah, no, I mean, they do cover a lot, and that actually goes to something I've been thinking about. Um, I just don't understand the whole the dentures. Eyes, like eye checks, glasses, hearing aids. I've had so many family members that have paid thousands of dollars out of pocket for hearing aids. Why Why are we not wanting to include that? I know the, I don't know everything that's in the, the bill, but the Build Back Better bill that Biden's wanting to pass. Uh, not going to happen. Uh, no, no, not no. Not this year. No. I think it'll pass. Yeah. It'll pass. It won't Senate, pass Senator this year. Manchin kind of put his foot down. But yeah, that President was Manchin. Oh, President, President Manchin. Manchin. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he really... That there was a lot of that in that bill, right? Right, right, and and it just strikes me that you could have a health care insurance, right? You lay your car down, you go to a health care facility, yet they don't uh, see your eyes, your teeth, or your ears, your hearing as part of your body. Yeah. How does that make sense? All of, uh, all three of which, as you age, yeah, you need naturally, that. Yes, naturally you, get worse. Yeah, it's, you're gonna need that. It's funny too, sort of going back a little bit, but when you guys were talking about how 
Medicare is kind of universally liked by people who have Medicare. Mm -hmm. If you talk about uh, to Republicans about a single payer health care system, it's almost universally despised. But if you word it in terms of Medicare for all, right. it becomes almost universally loved oh, just yeah, based on the name. Sure. Well, that's back to Democrats' problem with messaging. Medicare right. for all makes sense. And, yeah. and I think they finally started to say that. But single payer, man, that makes no sense. Right. Same damn thing. Yeah, and since we're that, talking oh, – go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, I was just going to say you're talking about messaging. That's one of my big, uh, biggest issues. Pet with, peeves with Dems. With, with, with the Democratic yeah. Party. Why are we not relating to the the common man, the common woman, the the salty of the earth people that Just terrible at it. that need us that are are getting you know their you know their insurance taken away or their jobs are getting taken away or you know I, I just can I, I digress for thirty seconds? Yes, my all time favorite joke has to do with hearing aids. The two old guys down in Florida that have been lifelong buddies and they're retired and they're in Florida and the, they're sitting on the park bench and the one guy says. He says, I, I got this new hearing aid and I can't, you know, my wife was after me and I just thought it was, I didn't need it. And I cannot believe how much I hear with this new hearing aid. I just, I hear everything. And I've realized now how much I missed in life. And I only wish I'd have done it years ago. And I would recommend it to anybody. And his buddy says, really, what kind is it? And he says, eh, about two thirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's Love that joke, man, because it's clean. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Nice. So, yeah, but going back to um, going back to the to the single payer, and you had mentioned uh, people sort of voting against their interests, but I think that's one of your pet peeves. It's absolutely one of my pet peeves. But this is what they do: they tell you that the Democrats hate Jesus, and so you can't. If but listen, if your Ooh. life. <laughs> if your life is a Christian and, you know, your identity is a – look, a lot of people, their religion is their identity. Mm -hmm. If you can yeah. tell somebody yeah. that, well, you're voting for the devil, oh, if you don't – yeah, you'll get good health insurance. And, yes, you'll have social programs. And, yes, your kids will get free school, but have fun burning in hell. Yeah. I mean, it's, it becomes an emotional decision at that Absolutely. point. It's not logical. It's emotional. Absolutely. And they've done a good job of telling you, which is something that's completely untrue, which is that Democrats aren't. Not much extreme common yeah. sense in that calculation. No. And no. speaking of the Democratic Party, if we don't mind. Oh, a sponsor? We Well, not not quite yet a oh, sponsor, Ray. But since uh, we're going to do the podcast game and don't have a sponsor, and before we hire that sales staff, I want to take this time to discuss our friends at the Democratic Party. Democrats, you certainly are an enigma. You managed to mastermind a worldwide pandemic for the sole purpose of winning elections. Yet you are so inept, you can't even get the entire Senate to vote for your Build Back Better plan. You can literally organize a Satan-worshipping, cannibalistic cabal of child rapists, but you can't talk Joe Manchin into some climate change legislation. You can't pass a decent health care bill, but you were able to covertly steal a presidential election in most swing states without a hint of evidence. You can't figure out how to get gas a few cents lower, but you managed to microchip half the planet with your Bill Gates vaccine. Hats off to you, Democrats. You know, you've done a few of these. That's your absolute best. I, you have to get that to Rachel Maddow and you can go on her show. That's great. And that's sort of what my brother always says. So I, I get caught in this text thread. Uh, uh, again, I mentioned I was from Jersey and, and uh, I have one of five. Uh, one of my sisters, unfortunately, passed away a few years back. But the other three now live in Jersey. She had moved to Cape Cod, Massachusetts, me here. But I'm on a text thread now with my very, very progressive brother and my ultra right wing sister. And Tommy will say that to Rainey. That's 
some brother and sister. Like, wow, it's amazing because she's all about how Biden is, you know, their their misinformation and it's deliberate about COVID, yada, yada. And Tommy's like, man, he can't tie his shoes. He's a babbling idiot, but he's masterminded this <laughs> great conspiracy. You know, no, no. You, can't have, you can't have both. Can't go both ways. No, you can't go both ways. But that was great because it's so true. Yeah. Man. But I guess Manchin came out yesterday and said he was done unless they drop it. So I, I don't I don't know. Build back better. Some people said, oh, the White House was caught off guard and they're admonishing Manchin. And others said he has been very honest about I'm not going past a trillion five. So if it's trillion five, if it's any more, I'm right. not on board. Yeah, I think they know where he stands. Yeah, I, mean, so I don't think it's a secret. Right. Yeah. And I think at this point it is just more, you know, they knew it wasn't going to pass before New Year. So at this point. They're, they're trying to save face just a little bit the by year, saying, they'll, yeah. They'll get him on board by going guy. to his 1.5. Yeah. But then why but, take the beating if you're going to wind up there anyway? It was kind of dumb politically, I think, for Biden. It didn't show his ability to bring you know, the yeah. great negotiator. Fair point. Uh, yeah. And what I don't get is, uh, you know, the, the one year extension of the, uh, the child tax credit yeah. and, and some of the other provisions that are in there. I don't know everything. I don't protest. No, the, nobody read does. The bill, Derek, yeah. nobody does. Uh, but I, I feel yeah. like he's, I, I feel like the, his constituents could go for that, could really use that, could really use some of the things that are in well, absolutely. The, the bill. It, my, oh, Manchin's constituents. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Manchin's my, for sure. sure. Yeah. My point on that was, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there that would help West Virginia, but it, all, there's a lot of stuff in there that goes against big fossil fuels. And you hope that these decisions are oh, being wow. made. In yeah, terms the of wow. there, because I, I like the politicians that who go against a, a the party. slight admonishment, perhaps of Senator I mean, it's Manchin, just who seems question. like a great guy. He does, and I, yeah. I hope that's not the case. Right. I just but West Virginia is a coal state, right. and mm -hmm. you know that's yeah. who got him elected. Wow, that's interesting because there is huge green money right. in Build Back. Yeah. Uh, so better. my, my yeah. hope is he's thinking of you know what's best for West Virginia yeah. and not what's best for. The check sign. Yeah, we always hope that. We hope that. <laughs> yeah, how, how often is there our hopes I, become reality? Derek, when I heard yeah. what you did, I knew this hour would fly by, and it has, and we barely touched. So, like we say to every guest, man, it's been a pleasure. And would you please come back? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, and tell anytime, some friends guys, about anytime. this thing. Yeah. Hey, man, I, I, I'm, I will. I'll put it out there and tell them about it. And, uh, and I'd love to golf with you someday. My game's not yeah. great, but I enjoy it. I've actually, you know what, Derek? I've actually. <sighs> so begrudgingly moved to senior tees and i fought it for so long but i don't just, i've lost it. i've lost every little i mean i hit the ball 200 yards so it's just like you know what screw it i'm just gonna you guys hit i'm gonna hit here and we'll play golf yeah after coaching high school girls i'm a firm believer in do what you're comfortable with which is exactly what jason says out of gibson yeah. jason's like play from the yeah i love jason he's that, awesome yeah, play yeah. from the tees that you know that make the game fun. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of these tournaments these girls played in were way too long, and I probably didn't do them any favors moving them up some this year, but it was my first year. I didn't want them to hate me. I didn't want to – more importantly, I didn't want them to hate the, the game of golf. Exactly. Because I love golf. So so do I. It just, I'm not that great at it, but I just love being out there, you know, and it's, it's kind of like my therapy. I really oh, it's do a great like it. You know, I came to, and we are way off topic and over time. <laughs> That's why you got to come back. But I came to golf way too late in life. I didn't start playing until my early 30s. But when I started playing, I realized this th thing about golf, which you can't say about many other undertakings. 
you go two hours thinking nothing about that golf course. Like around the seventh hole, you're at the turn, you realize, man, I haven't thought about anything but this golf course, mm -hmm. which is great because it gives you that escape and you don't, it's, your it's, troubles go away. Definitely. And there's not that many things that, you know, and I sort of realized, oh, that's why it was the game of the execs. These guys that are under pressure go out on the golf course and they forget about all that pressure, which is cool. Yeah, I've made some really good connections over the years. Uh, some of our really good friends now are started off as golfing buddies or golf acquaintances, yeah. and now they're they're some of my best. Did friends. you see that great picture of that young kid who's the number one player in the world, the female with Tiger over the weekend? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Petra Corda uh, is Corda. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess Nelly Corda. Uh, yeah, I guess she's American. Dad was maybe Norwegian or something. Yeah. They interviewed him, mm -hmm. and he had a, a bit of an accent. But did you yeah. see that Missed where it. she insisted on she, getting a picture with Tiger? And she was like, she was just a starstruck she, kid. I don't know how old she is. Not very old. Uh, no, I think she's. She early could, 20s, maybe? She could be still 19, oh, I think. Oh, okay. But okay. She, she may be in her and early she's the number now. one female player, and she was approaching Tiger, like, just like you, like she was star. She's number one player, and he was very cool with her. Well, I did hear that he actually, when she realized she was going to be in this and wanted him to play, he never play. He don't play. He doesn't play. So he's actually, it's like the past three months, he's taken lessons and tried to start picking it up. And oh, you couldn't wow. hardly tell. I, th I mean, I thought his swing looked great. I, I thought it looked really he, good. He was grimacing a little bit. And, yeah. But they were talking. I mean, he, I, if I understood it correctly, he spent that, that accident was in February, and he spent March, April, May in a bed. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't That's get out. That's what I've heard too, yeah. And then every day did rehab. So he, I guess mm -hmm. he took that same intensity of golf to his rehab. Yeah. And did every day. And yeah, did you watch any of it? Him and his kid? Playing? I wanted to, but I did not. I mean, see his it. swing looked. I would still give my right arm for his swing, right? Yeah, Even yeah. He had a good swing. The, I, not I was the impressed. Kid, Tiger. I mean, Tiger looked great. Oh, Tiger. Oh, yeah. yeah his swing it, looked great. Yeah. I mean, he knows that it's not great, well, but we don't. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit easier him having a cart, not having to walk all that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. obviously his endurance is not going to be there. Right. But man, his swing speed's still like 117, 120 <laughs> yeah, miles an hour. Exactly. I mean, that's the tour average. Yeah. And John Daly is just amazing. I love watching. It's him. just amazing. He's hard I, not to root for. I'll him. give you a short story but here, and then I'll get off here. I, I actually got to uh, work the Masters in 2019, the year Tiger won it. Oh, I have a cousin no, that lives down kid. there. Yeah. Got paid to do it, civilian security for Securitas. I worked eight days. I had to work to like the gate and the alarm or um, the metal detector oh, and all that stuff. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, it was great. But the the most exciting part wasn't even on the course. John Daly had set his RV up about a block down the road at Hooters. So Of course. About every other <laughs> night, he was there all eight days. About every other night, I'd go there, and I'd just get him to sign something random. Like, I think one time I got him to sign a case of beer. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. I, th uh, I think I got him to sign. What else did I get him to sign? I think I got him to sign a pack of cigarettes or something like that. I mean, just, just random. just cool as could be? Oh, he loved it. He's like, oh, this is great. I like signing this stuff. You want to part with some of this? I was like, yeah, you can take it, you know. That is fantastic. But he was, he was really uh, friendly. Um you know, talk to everybody. Good dude. Yeah. Good well, dude. that's great. All right. Nice. Well, we got to wrap. Derek, a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank hey, you. my yeah. pleasure, guys. I appreciate Especially it. Especially gifts and short notice. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. pretty great. And we're going to be accustomed to that. So when you come back, we're, we're going to expect gifts, yeah. I think. I can't I'm, say best guest ever because that wouldn't be fair. But off air, we could say it. That's yeah. true. And we will. We've set the bar high for <laughs> I mean, ensuing gift, guests. Gifts make up for literally any, you know, any other <laughs> lack of anything. So, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, thanks again, guys. Derek, thanks. Ray, pleasure as always. Yeah. I'd uh, like to thank uh, Meade County High School AD Todd Clanton has listened to every episode oh, so far. Fantastic. Thanks, Todd. We yeah, appreciate thanks, Todd. you. Nice, Todd. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, Troy. We'd like to thank Nate with Stoveleg. 
Uh, is our audience that small that we can individually thank every listener? Well, he is. He is. He's, he's our only non-German <laughs> listener. So he's the other one. Okay. He's the, okay. He's, he's the, the non-German uh, listener. Yeah. Todd Glenn. So yeah. No, I think. And again, yeah. if you listen to every episode, tell me on Facebook. I will individually shout you out. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great. Thanks, week. Eric. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week.